welcome to this week's MTD podcast. Today we discuss complete CNC machining optimization with verification solutions and prove out off the machine, plus so much more with CG Tech. I'm Giovanni Albanese hosting today's show, a passionate engineer and a proud member of the MTD team. I'm joined by three special guests. Firstly, we have the pleasure to be joined by Gavin Powell, Technical Director for CG Tech. It's safe to say that Gavin's had an illustrious career in engineering with over 30 years of experience working at some iconic companies such as British Aerospace PLC, Renishaw, BAE Systems and now CG Tech. I'm looking forward to find out a lot more during this podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Gavin. Thank you, Gio. Good to be here. It's good to have you here, so thank you very much. Um, welcome. We also have the pleasure to be joined by Gavin Bridger, or otherwise, or otherwise known as Gavin B, a senior technical support engineer at CG Tech, and just like your colleague, um, with over 30 years experience, and I can see that you've worked at some great manufacturing manufacturing businesses too, such as Magellan Aerospace and Airbus. Welcome, Gavin. Good afternoon, Gio. And last but not least, we have... Uh, our very own Mark Dedman, again, with 30 years plus experience in the machine tool and UK manufacturing sectors, uh, launching magazines in areas such as aerospace, and for the last six years, a dedicated director at MTD CNC. Welcome, Mark. Hi, Gia. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, and uh, really looking forward to this podcast. I'm glad I've got the intro <laughs> out of the way, so that's a good start. <laughs> well, well I'm rubbing shoulders with some guys who've got as much experience, if not more than me, which makes a change. Yeah, we were, we were saying before the podcast, uh, a combined um, experience. I've, I've had nearly a, a, around 27 years experience now. So we've got a, about over 120 years experience in the engineering industry between us, which is scary. Scary. scary yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very years. scary. Um, but I can't wait for this podcast. I want to find out a little bit about you guys um, first. And we've got a lot to find out about um, and discover in this podcast about your products and solutions. Um, but before we start, let's start at the beginning. So, um, Gavin, um, can you just tell us a little bit about you, why you got into engineering, and a little bit about your journey, and um, and, and now, where you are now at CG Tech? Uh, so, yeah, thank you, Gio. I did an apprenticeship like many others, um, and many are doing again these days, which is great to see. Um, started at British Aerospace as a as a general apprentice, and I did my time in, in the various sections um, in the factory there, enjoyed machining most, um, surprise, surprise, and they had CNC's even in the early 80s. Um, they, had, they had a few CNC's there, so I found myself working on CNC machines you know, at a fairly early you know, young what age. What were they? What were the brands? They had Wodkin V510s and H4s, um, some Kearney Trekker Marwin with Siemens controls, they had Maxi Traces, you know, good variety of things. Never um, heard of any of them. They're before your time, yeah. Gio. That's <laughs> they, were good, they were good quality, though. <laughs> yeah, there, there were some good machines there. Um, it, you know, it was, it was a good good factory. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed my time as apprentice studying at um, Kingston College. And why did you get into engineering? I enjoyed engineering subjects at school. So at school we had, you know, lathes and mills and enjoyed that side of things. Um, also, you know, maths 
to a lesser degree, but still enjoyed that side. Um, and yeah, you had to do something. You, Gavin, Gavin B shaking his head. There. You, you, ima- you imagine though, Gavin, that uh, you know you look at these academy now, uh, the academies now, and mm. these young learners are you know really learning every aspect from a five-axis machine tool down, let's say, down to software and and metrology where basically they can walk away from that college once they, they pass it, say, and hit the floor running. Very different to, to you know, how you did it. And uh, I, I know you you have as well, Gio, who's been an apprentice. I don't know that it is that much different. It's branded differently and it's much more in your face. But actually the training that, that we received back then is probably not so different. We have an apprentice now with um, CG Tech Limited since September last year is the first CG Tech apprentice and he is going in he's in his first year at college um you know off the job training at college and I've been and visited the college and actually it doesn't look so different they still have Bridgeport machines Brilliant. they still have handles they still have <laughs> handles yeah. yeah yeah so and the assignments that that he's got to do you know they yes they're newer and they're doing making different things that are perhaps more relevant today but a lot of it is very similar yeah, I think it's you, you've got to start, uh, you know, on on manual machinery and learn learn your trade. In my Absolutely. opinion, one hundred percent. Now, Gavin B, we're going to refer to you during this podcast as Gavin That's B. Fine. That's fine. We've got two Gavins um, today. Now, Gavin, tell us a little bit about your background. Why you got into engineering? You've got you, you've again, as mentioned in the introduction, you've worked at some fantastic companies. I'd like to think I have. Yeah, stayed my time. Um, I got involved very young. I wanted to join the RAF and become an engineer on aircraft but I was too young so I joined a YTS scheme um, I joined a local engineering company that was just down the road from me quite a large one Muirhead Vactric um, and I just went there for four weeks of work experience and they managed to take me on so I got an apprenticeship if you like through the back door and I was I was only 15 when I left school so I started my apprenticeship when I was 16 and I went into the tool room which was the the place where you wanted to be everyone else CNC machines, grinders, auto setters. I actually got into the tool room, which was the place to be. So I got into the tool room, and I was just interested in engineering from day one. I like to know how things work, and I love Lego. I love building stuff. I like taking things apart. Not necessarily being able to put them together again, <laughs> which is why I know this guy. So it's like, Gav, I've taken this apart. Help me out. So, yeah, and I just, I, I, it's that engineering brain, you know, and I just enjoyed it. I loved it. And we had a couple of CNC machines. We had a Bridgeport uh, milli machine, three axis, and we had a, a Megit lathe. And nobody Megit else lathe. wanted to touch it. Being young, I want to get my hands in. I'm, I'll learn it. And I taught myself how to use the machines. And then finished my apprenticeship. And, of course, money calls, doesn't it? So I then went and joined what was, was part of the trim group, which was Dyack down in Croydon, which then became Miguel and Structures. So I stayed there, I worked from on the shop floor, went up into engineering, turned into a CAM programmer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and things moved on. And that's where Gav and I know each other from, because Gav joined DIAC then back in the days, Trim Engineering Group. So we've known each other over 30 years, So and we've kept in touch. Great, Please. great, great background, yeah, great <clears throat> bank. I'm not going to ask why you left um, school at 15, by the way. I'm not going to go... I was... My birthday was at the end of August, ah, and we left school in June. Yeah. I should yeah. have been in the year after, but... So you've had an extra year, really? Not really. I was too young to leave school when I left school, yeah. so yeah. I did <laughs> rubbish at school. 
That's why. That's why they took pity on you, and put you in a tool room. <laughs> that's probably why, actually. Yeah, yeah. My boss was terrible, but I know why he was terrible now. Because he me? drove. He, no, no. He drove me to be better. Oh. Because he used to treat me terribly. Everything I did was never ever right. But he actually taught me that everything. You know, you can always go to that step and get perfection. Yeah. And when he retired, he actually called me into the office before he retired, and he said, "You've actually turned out to be." one of the best engineers, because most of them just leave because they hate me. <laughs> he said, but you've got a really thick skin. And if I tell you something, you'll go and do it rather than just bitch and moan at me about not being, you know, how nasty I am at you. He said, but, you know, what you're turning out now is, is where I want you to be. He said, you've, you've been one of my best apprentices the whole of my career. And I took that and I was like, I hated you for five years. <laughs> and now we have this conversation and I love you and you're leaving. So, <laughs> great story, great story. There you go. <laughs> so let's move on to your product and your company, CG Tech and Vericut. Mm -hmm. For our audience and listeners out there that may not be familiar with your complete solutions and portfolio of solutions and products, can you kind of... Um, Tell us um, about your product and the company. So uh, our products are for um, CNC simulation. We're not a CAD CAM company as such, although we live in the CAM, CAD CAM arena. Um, but we, yeah, we simulate NC programs, really. That's, that's our main product. We have a couple of other products around the composite area. So um, for programming, actually, of composite um, layout machines and simulation of composite layout machines, but our core product, Vericut, is for simulation of CNC programs. And, and why Vericut? Why would um, an end user come to you um, to to have your products? Well, we'd like to see that we're the, the industry leader. You know, we've been around since 1988. We've been doing this stuff for a long, long time. But why would they come to you? What solution would they get? You know, um, where, where, what problems would they have for you to solve? Prove out, post-process issues, reducing the amount of collisions that you have on the machine with any particular tooling, any fixturing. You know, we do exactly what we say we do on the tin. We verify the cut on the machine. I mean, I, I've known you guys for a long time. Uh, and, uh, you know, one thing I've always seen with your marketing has always been simulation software. But over the years, it's drifted and drifted. And, and obviously, you've bought another other aspects like force, force uh, yeah, yes, which major. is, uh, you know, a, a, a yet again, another sort mm -hmm. of different tooling path, isn't it really? Yeah, and we, we've had optimization as a as a product for a very long time. So OptiPath has been a been a CG Tech product for probably 25 plus years now it's hard to remember when it came along um and force is the next step up from that so um yeah that's fairly recent but it's probably five or five or six, six years, years now yeah. let's let's start with force then is it is it in the name is it is it kind of to kind of verify the the forces that are being applied on the component uh, and for you to be able to adjust the feeds and speeds from applied them? to the tool at any given point during the cut so can you explain in more detail? Please? Yeah, so what we do is we, we basically produce a contact map on the tool, on the, the material. So we know at any given point along that contact map between the tool and the material what the amount of force against that tool is in slices. So we also measure chip thickness. So we can optimise, so we basically change the feed rate during the process, during the cut from A to B. We can change the the feed rate 
depending on the chip thinness and the amount of force that is applied to that tool at any given point along that toolpath. And where would the work holding come into play with this solution? It doesn't. So is it is it based it, on the, the the assumption that the component is being held, held securely, yeah, not yeah. with a piece of blue tack or some sellotape on the so machine table? So it needs table. to be yeah. And and then once you've you've made that assumption and we we know that the component is being made securely with with being able to kind of analyze the forces that are being applied and and, and increase your feeds and speeds mm-hmm. effectively is, is is that giving you shorter t- shorter cycle times? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and we've seen gains in, especially in harder materials, of 30, 40, 50%. But that's not not always, I mean, I always say that that's an added benefit of force. The the, the benefit from force is tool life and machine protection. I was going to say that actually, Kevin B, because um, we we on uh, we held up a, a live event um, with you guys uh, at Seco uh, not so long ago, which is on our YouTube uh, channel, which uh, basically sort of breaks down really what Force actually does. And we've done some fantastic videos uh, simulation against real um, real machining cutting, where you can not only can you see the speed, but the tool life, mm. uh, what it can actually. And this is on really hard materials like titanium as well. Yep. They're really good videos actually so if you want to know a little bit more visually uh, go to our youtube channel and and, and staying on the theme of force because this is really interesting and, and you mentioned tool life it's the biggest consumable within a workshop really exactly um, and then there's massive savings to be had mm. um with, with tool life especially like mark alluded to cutting the, them hard materials you know you can really save um a lot of, of money what kind of extended tool life would you be looking to get and also can you go into a little bit more detail in regards to machine protection as well is that kind of protecting your spindle yes yeah i mean as for tool life i couldn't tell you because every application (laughs) is different everything is is individual but yeah spindles i mean we know some customers they'll have spare spindles sitting on the shelf that's 60 to eighty thousand pounds tied up with something sitting on the shelf whereas with us protecting that we're saving them that money. They're not having to replace. And you also, you look at lost production. How long does it take to change a spindle? On some of these complex machines, it, it can take a long time, and they're down on production as well as sixty to eighty thousand pounds on a spindle. Yeah, it's, it's it's. I can see the benefits instantaneously now. Like you know, combining like force with some of your other products, such as digital twin. We haven't touched on digital twin yet. Can you firstly just explain the digital twin before we go into it in a little bit more detail? But, you know, explain how it all works and how you can kind of encompass all of your products to get the very best solution. So so a, a digital twin is um, a digital representation of a physical um, process is probably the, the, um, the term that, you know, is what Wikipedia says, etc. I mean, with, with our, um, with Vericut, we are... Um, replicating what's happening on the machine tool, of course, in faster time. We don't want to see um, Vericut running at the same speed of the machine. Nobody would, nobody would want that. We want to see it run faster, or not even see it at all. You know, that's that's really um, a difference between our understanding of the term digital twin and some of the others that you can read if you were to Google the term. You must be working very closely with the OEMs and the machine tool manufacturers to make this a success. You know, how do you analyse the parameters of the machine tool and um, to, to get that exact digital representation um, 
how does that work? You know, we can extract the parameters out of the machine. So we take the parameter file out of the machine and we have internal readers that extract the data. Well, like the G-code or? No, no, no. Well, it, it's like a, a series of variable settings. So we take those variable settings straight out of the machine. And then when you look at our control files, they're all set up based on if this variable is equal to this, then the machine's going to behave in this direction or the rotate in this direction, that direction. It's going to do this. It's going to do that. So we have the ability, I think there's all of them apart from a hand, not even a handful, is yeah. there? I mean, Siemens, Heidenhain, uh, Fanuc are the, are the three top ones, Akuma. So we can take all of those parameter Mazak files. as well. Oh, Mazak, Mazak, yeah. Take them out of the machine, put them for our readers. It then creates a file that we use within Vericut on the control side of things on how the machine is actually going to behave. So it's a big collaboration with the OEMs? It, um, uh, not directly. No. Uh, the customer, you know, the end customer can get that file. Yeah. What, what, what's been interesting on the journey of, of seeing CG Tech and obviously Vericut software is, is that you've always been able to work with every engineer, yes. every machine tool, and adapt around whatever software that they're working yeah. with. I don't know of any other companies which sell your products that, that can actually offer all of that. I think it's a bit of a unique selling point. Yeah, I know I do. And I think what, what's unique about us is anything that we can do as, a, as tech engineers for CG Tech, anyone else end user can do as well. We don't hide anything. Everything is open for the end user to do. So if they want to build their own machines and their own controls, they can. It's just all comes down to knowledge. That's all it is. If you know how to do it, then there's nothing to stop you. Whereas I think on some of the other software, it's, it's hidden. It's black box, what we call black box. But everything we do is just purely open. So you, you mentioned verification. This is obviously very important, you know, to guarantee that there's no collisions or mm -hmm. as pretty much close as guarantee there's not going to be any collisions dependent on how the uh, setters set the machine tool. <clears throat> so you mentioned, Gavin, uh, CAM at the beginning of this podcast, mm -hmm. and you're a verification company, not a CAM company. For, for, for potential uh, viewers or listeners to this podcast, can you explain in, in detail why you choose one or the other and what are the main advantages of using CG Tech for the verification? So most, most people would already have a CAM solution. It, you do find people now changing cam systems that's i mean that's always been the case people have changed cam systems um we sit outside of that really you wouldn't choose probably very cut over a cam system unless maybe you were 100 percent programming on the shop floor and that's not as unusual as people may think it still does happen that there's people just programming on machines in which case very still useful for those people they don't have to have a cam system yeah, I think I think that the advantages are massive. Really, I can remember when I used to program on the duckboard. If I had this kind of solution available back then, it would have made my life a hell of yeah. a lot yeah. easier. Um, looking at some of the other solutions and some of the things I'm trying to think of, really, is you know with automation coming into play now, do you have any kind of solutions that would accommodate for for automation? In regards to verification, if the robots, I, I could answer that. One. I, th I think your software enhances automation, doesn't it? it Absolutely, it, yeah. Th that, that's yeah. where that's where you know you basically let's say you know you've got this uh, sort of an older fashioned engineering company that are, are programming each job on each separate machine, where you can get a very good CAM software, bring it together, and actually then run Vericut 
alongside it. So therefore, it's proving everything out. And obviously, if you're automating that as well, it's it's saving huge amounts of uh, time and money, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we have um, a batch processing option in in Vericut that comes as standard. It's always been there. And in fact, when I started to use Vericut in about 1989, all you could do was batch process. The, the graphics were so slow, you wouldn't watch them. All you could do was was batch process and of course things have changed a lot since then you know we're we're you know now on pcs where blink and you miss most simulations um and and that's something that people forget that you don't actually need to watch it you why you know why would you want to watch something you just wait for the results and and people have done great implementations of automation of batch processing vericut where they've uh, had the system send them an email for instance and the email's colored red or green you know is it good is it bad and only if it's red will they actually go and investigate using Verica as the application i suppose in a in a way you know we we, we are hitting a, a skill shortage uh, in the uk and ireland yeah. um and I, I think software like yours um it de-skills it in a way uh, which is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? But it protects the machine tool. It protects the tooling. It protects the company at the end of the day, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? And, and are you seeing at the moment more of an increase for your software, maybe maybe because the the shortage is out there? It could well be. I mean, it, it it gives you that level of once you've got to know the software and it works, you get a level of confidence that you can ninety ninety five percent of the time take out the human intervention of, oops, I've set the tooling wrong, etc. But the guy should just be able to press the button and watch it run. Get Gavin or walk away. Or walk, or walk away, turn the lights out and go home. You mentioned to me prior to this podcast, you've had a lot of new business during COVID. Yeah. Um, you know, why are people kind of starting to embrace it now and not before? And how easy is it for them to pick up? Have they kind of seen the light? Have they kind of had to kind of look for ways to improve their processes? And is this a big part of that? I think it's not being able to get into the factories to see the machines running because most of the factories that we've been involved with only have production staff, guys running the machines. Everybody that's in the office base and programming offline, they're at home. So they don't get to come into the factory and maybe either run the, the prove out or stand by the operator and watch them proving out. Now they can do it at home. So see, people are seeing the benefit of this remote being able to simulate something, not actually being there. That's. I, I suppose uh, you know when you when you break down a machine tools to a certain extent, you know, you know obviously Vericut, uh, as I've known, is very much you know the simulation, uh, but it's really looking at the machine tool how it moves, like the kinematics, isn't it? That, yeah. That, yeah. And it gives that operator or you know the the guys that are programming it that you're not going to chuck that spindle into the workpiece because obviously we know how costly that can be. Very. We've all done it. Um, yeah. You know, in the in the past. Um, you know, we've both worked at companies that didn't have Vericut and seen crashes. Mm. It's one of those things. But it's it's the confidence when you do have it that you're not going to get that phone call maybe on a weekend or something where they're proving out a job at the weekend or late at night or early in the morning. You're not going to get that phone call. Oh, something bad's happened. Can you come in and sort this out, please? Help. 
it's, um, it's installing confidence into to the to, and and especially now with the 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 process is becoming more and more complex yep. and the components becoming more complex the machine tools becoming more complex i, I suppose it's just giving that confidence isn't yeah it? let's give it you know we've heard stories where operators won't actually run a part if it's not been through verica you know they'll turn around to the nc program and say if it hasn't been through verica i'm not running it go back run it check it and then i would They'll put it on the machine. We do get that. That's a big it's, statement. That's, that's yeah, great. It's huge. Uh, myself and um, Gio, we went to a company that I won't name, but uh, yeah, they, they, they've they invested very heavily uh, with, with Grob. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and basically what they were making was something as, a, as an end product that they manufacture. But they were letting their apprentices actually work on those machines. Where I've been at companies where, you know, the, the let's say older engineers don't want to get on the new stuff because they don't know it, don't don't want to touch it. Mm-hmm. But they could if if they had Verica. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Degree of confidence. We have um reviewer application that's a standalone application that takes your Verica file um, results, if you like, and can be used on an application that's that's free. No no charge to that. People use that on the shop floor so that if they're doing a prove out in the middle of the night and they're not sure what's going to happen, they've got a digital twin, if you like, there next to the machine that's been done in Vericut. They can see exactly what's going to happen. That's brilliant. I think that it's 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 going along the road that in years to come, I can see it being virtual, virtual factories. So everything's done. doesn't even have to be, people don't even have to be in the factory. That's where we're heading. Yeah. That's where do, we're do you heading. think? Yeah, yeah, that's where we're heading. Yeah, we, I mean, you must see as well, many shops where it's not one person to a machine and it hasn't been that way for a long time. You know, three, mm. sometimes three or four people, um, three or, sorry, three or four, four machines per person. Um, is is common, um, but it's a little bit like automation in this country. You know, a lot, a lot of engineers would actually think, uh, "Well, actually, I'm going to lose my job." But it actually, creates jobs in other areas. That, Absolutely, that's all, that, and that's what you're saying with your software. If you're running, if you're programming three machines, and you can actually, you know, put it through your CAM uh, system with Vericut effectively, you can say, "Well, oh, right, that's loaded. I'll go, and, I'll go and work somewhere else." You can go and get on something else. That's right. Yeah. yeah. What about the training and support and and, and the service? So um, we think we have the, the best support in the business and we pride ourselves on our support. If you call us up, you'll get a real person during working hours. You won't get an automation thing. You'll get a ticket number um, eventually because everything's logged on a CRM system which generates ticket numbers. But you'll get a real person who will know how to install the software, how to help you out live. Um, we, uh, we have training courses and, of course, a lot of those have been virtual in in the last year or so and they've been well accepted the the training courses you know we we've used good software to um, deliver those courses um and in fact our first actual training class um is next month so we've done some um inside customers um you know private training if you like for customers on on their sites but our first standard class is uh, is in June, so that's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, just a, just a thought here. I mean, obviously, Vericut uh, has been around since 1988, I think. Yes, you said. Okay, um, based over in California. So, am I right in thinking that any problem that you've got, you can go into the cloud database of every problem that Vericut's ever had with a customer, and actually sort of. Oh, well, we've had that, you know, we can go into that case study. That's how our database works, yeah. yeah. We're all linked together. We can't get to see everybody else's 
in other countries because we don't have the permissions. Not all of us have permissions, but we can go across <coughs> the knowledge base of the whole of the CG Tech world and pull it all together. So yeah, we can. We've got a, a fantastic uh, portal that we can just search through data. But there's, I think, between the two of us, there's not a lot that we haven't seen. Yeah. And what's the biggest change over the 30 years that you've seen? Grey hair. <laughs> or, or, <laughs> nice sight. or less hair. So <laughs> <I am. laughs> um, yeah, that's a very good question. I, I think I'd like to think about that for a minute. I don't see there's been a massive change, really, in, in, our, in our core um, customer base. Um, we probably go to more smaller um, factories than we did yeah. in 20 years ago when I started. Um, but we we did have customers, you know, in one-man bands and things like that back then. So, mm. yeah, it's it's not it's not a straightforward answer. But you're seeing a lot more business at smaller engineering companies that you ever did in the past. Is that is that safe to say? I think that is yeah. probably safe to say, yeah. Which is brilliant, really, yeah. I think. Yeah, but if you, if you think about G, but G, I mean, we, we go, you know, we're on the road every day, not, you know, as in the MTD CNC team. Mm-hmm. And when you're, you, 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 let's say, visit a facility that probably doesn't look a very nice facility and suddenly you've got like a million pounds worth of machine tools with automation they're the companies that really need to be investing yeah, in your absolutely. software. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sure. the, the, these machines, you know, they... They, they need protecting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you'd be surprised how many people say, well, what do I get for my money? You tell them what they get and they go, well, hold on a minute. That's, that's a lot of money. It's like, how much did your machine tool cost? Well, it was over 1.2 million. Well, then the cost of that is not a lot when you compare it to protecting your machine. Uh, how much would it cost to actually get that spindle repaired? Exactly. <laughs> and then they go, oh, and then you hear a little penny drop, and it's like, actually, that's not, that's not too much. Effectively, well, you're taking a risk without your solution. Of course, yeah. You have, yeah, yeah. that's, you're yeah, taking a you risk. are. Well, one, one thing, um, it'd be great to t- tell the uh, listeners, um, uh, when you've got your technical aspects Mm -hmm. you've got the the might of uh silicon valley behind you as well and all their knowledge um how does it actually work so if if a company doesn't have um let's say uh simulation software or they're interested in force or the composite elements effectively how does it work from a sales process what do you do do you actually offer them a demo not you personally but the sales guys with yes yeah so sales sales people would generally do a demo and of course a lot of that has been uh web-based over the last year but you know more and more actual visits now um yeah people have a demo they might have a trial uh license for a while they might come on training even before purchase possibly to see you know to see whether it's for them and can you give us an example of some real good success stories that 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 you've um took on board recently Hmm. You don't necessarily have to t- say who it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to mention yeah. start naming names, do we? No. Um, <laughs> we have recently got back a customer that we had um, probably 15 years ago, and they had to leave us for um, political reasons, is probably the best way to put it, and they've just come back to us as a customer. Um, so it's great to have them back as a, as a very cut customer again. Um, that's probably been one of the successes 
um, of the last few months. Yeah, sure. Um, I've always liked, um, as I've been involved in your user days, that uh, we used to go to uh, Williams F1, didn't we? Yeah, and, uh, those were the days. Silverstone and, yeah. yeah exactly, and, yeah. and I, I really enjoy those, you know, because my passion has been motorsport over the years. But when I interview some of your customers or, uh, who are there looking at the new uh, update or uh, updates within the software effectively you know when you talk to them they're very passionate about what they do but they think yeah I spend a day here or maybe two days learning the new aspects within the software because it just makes uh, our life a lot easier for our business and I, I think that's the best recommendation you can have from a customer isn't it yeah yeah for sure yeah well, we we don't have many unhappy customers ever yeah, in in the twenty years that I've been around, there's probably less than you can count on one hand. Actual, you know, customers saying, "I'm not happy. I don't want the software. Have it back." It's been it's been so rare. You know, it's like it's a really big thing if that happens because that's, that's it's a, unheard of. And I, and I think when you talk about uh, when, when we had the force event at Seco, uh, yet again, the amount of inquiries that you got on the back of that, just say, well, hold on a minute. So if I bought into force, therefore I've got a production of this over X amount of years, I'm going to save that amount of money. Yeah. And, I, yeah. I, and I think it's just educating the marketplace that you've got to look long term rather than short term. Yeah. No, absolutely. And your product is obviously evolving over the years. Of with, course, yeah. with, with the change in Constantly. machine tools. It never stops. Yeah. It never stops. It's fluid. Yeah. yeah. It never brilliant. stops. And, it, and just rounding this up, guys, it's been absolutely brilliant. I can't believe we're already here on 33 minutes. I think we've covered quite a lot. Um, but, you know, in regards to education, how important is that to break down the barriers to entry in this kind of area of ex- excellence? You, in education, as in education of very cut products yeah education um, for people that have not used it and so so for people who have not used it it's pretty much a, a three-day training class should be the most that they'll need to be pretty proficient with everything right. they want to do if they have um a cam product and an interface to very cut from a cam product then that would normally drop to two days um, and by then the end of two days they should be a proficient user and I, I think also when you when you look at the uh, age of uh, decision makers of, of what they run on their shop floor, you know they, you know I, I'm very respectful for this, but I think a machine tool is a machine tool. It's built well, it will last. Uh, you look after it, but the thing what really drives it is software, and you enhance that software. Yes, basically. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, without doubt. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Oh, it's been brilliant, guys. I mean, I weren't very familiar with CG Tech before today, but I certainly am now, and I'm sure yeah. our listeners will be too. It's Good. been so an absolute too. pleasure. Um, many thanks for listening to the MTD podcast today. I hope it's been very educational, and we would love to hear all of your thoughts. Don't hesitate to contact CG Tech and very cut directly for any support or questions that you may have if you're not already using it but by the sounds of it you should definitely uh, be using it thank you very much absolutely for, um, much. And, until next time the, the mtd yeah. podcast thanks for listening to the mtd podcast if you found value in this episode please subscribe and leave a rating and review find more episodes on mtdcnc.com